0: Oregon State and Arizona is sneakily a fantastic football game. And Oregon State, number 11 in the country. Yeah, they can lose.
1: You are locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12 I am your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights and soon to be mostly team-free. But until then, beloved and loaded conference of champions, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Please and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show, which today is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now, new customers, can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fandle.com slash locked on today to get started. Carter Baines with me today, 24-7 sports, beaverblitz.com, our Oregon State guy here on the show. Carter, I'm not saying Oregon State will lose this game, though we'll do predictions a little bit later in the – I'm just kidding, I'm saving that for Friday because I don't know yet. But I don't know that Oregon State will lose this game. But make no mistake about it, they can lose this game.
1: I'll go on the record right now. Uh, a little preview to the Beaverblitz.com staff picks, which go up on I, I believe Friday morning. I picked Arizona to win this game. I, I think this is a game that uh, that really sneaks up on, on a team like Oregon State. Now, I mean, they've taken Arizona seriously, they've had a bye week to to prepare, but this is one of those, uh-oh, you're going on the road in Pac-12 after dark against a team that's playing with a ton of confidence. This is a game that I think Oregon State can lose, and a lot of people would be surprised about it. Um, I, I, we'll talk betting later probably, I see on the rundown, but the point spread is is right about where I would expect it to be. Uh, I, I mean, as it usually is, but um, I, I I think there's a lot of value in taking Arizona there. I, I really do. I think they've got everything it takes to beat this Oregon State team,
0: yeah, even works. though I think
1: Oregon State's a better team.
0: That line over at FanDuel is Arizona plus three and a half over a field goal at home. Look, it it feels kind of like an NFL sort of line where you have two really good teams. And I, I don't know that Arizona is a great team. And I don't think we know yet if Oregon State is a great team. We know they are a really good team. And I will be very impressed if they win this game. I think this is a classic instance, Carter, where... Going into the game, people will say, oh, they could lose the game. Look at the points spread. Look at that. And then if they win the game, it'll be, well, Oregon State was supposed to win that game. It's just Arizona. It's just, but that will not be happening on this particular program. That's not how we roll here at Locked On Pac-12. But both teams coming off a bye. Arizona is four and three. They're trying to get to a bowl game. The stakes are not quite as high for Arizona as Oregon State. And though there is still something to play for that Arizona has not secured this year, which is making a bowl game, which is the next step in their progression under Jed Fish. As they look ahead to the Big 12, I think he's doing a really, really good job. One reason that you can you can draw as a conclusion as to why you should think Arizona's in a good spot here, Carter, is they're undoubtedly playing still with less pressure than Oregon State, who has to win to keep their Pac-12 championship hopes alive unless they're going to sweep Oregon and Washington, which is a pretty darn tall task and to keep the college football playoff hopes alive, which they are still alive for, by the way, not everyone's talking about them because you know, they're trying to get to a PAC 12 championship game first, but if Oregon state wins out with a favorable schedule here, they would absolutely be in the college football playoff. Any one loss uh, power five champion would be with the schedule that, you know, teams have in the PAC 12. But I think that element of it does lean towards the wildcats of Oregon state. Hasn't been great away from home. It's their only loss this year at Washington State. Their defense struggled mightily at Cal, who's an okay but not great team. Arizona is better. And I look at Arizona and say, that feels like a team that each of the last couple weeks has just played loose, no pressure, nothing to lose, and that's a dangerous team to play on the road. Arizona
1: this year, I think is uh, I think it very much resembles the Oregon State teams of the past that are kind of trying to build up, and you know it feels like they're playing with house money a little bit internally. They're super confident and they feel like they're on the rise, but maybe they haven't gotten the recognition externally. I, I think Arizona is very much in that mold this year. If Oregon State wins this game, as you said, everybody in, in the national eye is going to say well, yeah, Oregon State should beat Arizona. Arizona is an unranked team. You know, they're still rebuilding under Jed Fish. I think we recognize that this is an Arizona team that made a huge stride in its second year under Jed Fish, has played hard since year one, even though they weren't very good in year one, and now kind of has the talent to put all of that together because he's really improved their recruiting prowess. So I think we're starting to see Arizona blossom. And... I, I find that dangerous for a team like Oregon state that again, hasn't quite made it to that next step in its progression, even though we expect it to. And, you know, maybe it should, maybe, maybe this is a game that Oregon state should win. I, I don't know. I, I think the Wildcats, again, like I said, have what it takes. They have a ton of momentum right now. Um, I, I know their record isn't pristine, But look at the way they played against USC. Look at the way they played against Washington. And then to go on the road and just absolutely demolish a Washington State team that Oregon State lost to in Pullman. I mean, there's a lot going in the Wildcats' favor here.
0: Yeah, I don't think every single week Arizona is 38 points better than Washington State. I think they caught them on a bad day. But Arizona also played very well on both sides of the football. I mean, they did better against Cam Ward than Oregon did. Last week, Cam Ward was under 200 yards against the Wildcats, and at Austin Stadium, Cam Ward bounced back, went for 438. Now the offense didn't score a lot of points, but still, it's a testament. My point is that it's a testament to what Johnny Nansen has done as the defensive coordinator, what Jed Fish has done as the head coach. They have made real strides to become a competitive, bowl-capable football team. I thought before the season they would end up being a bowl team. That prediction is looking pretty darn solid right about now with that win at Wazoo. And here's the other thing, Carter. Arizona is 4-3, is and three, but as my guy Josh Pate likes to say, I don't actually know him, but I think his show is fantastic. You are not where your record says you are. Yeah, exactly. 24-7 sports hat that, Carter, that Carter's rocking on today's show. You are not where your record says you are in college football. This is not the NFL. Arizona is 4-3. They have three losses to power five teams by one possession. Seven points to Mississippi State. Seven points to Washington. What is it, three points? I don't even remember what the final score was of that USC game. It was wild and crazy. I mean, it was two because it was the two-point conversion. Oh, yeah, game. yeah, Yeah, that's right. Two points to USC, double overtime. Th- this is a team that is not to be trifled with by anybody in the Pac-12 with the way particularly they've developed a balanced offense. So when you talk about rebuilding a
1: program, there's this trajectory that you kind of follow where you're really bad in your first year and you get competitive in your second year. And then you get to this point where, you know, you're, you, you go from losing big to losing small to winning the coin flips to beating teams that you are not expected to beat to competing for a conference championship. That's kind of the, you know, the steps up the ladder so to speak, and again, Oregon State is is the blueprint of that. Arizona State's still in that you win the coin flippy games, kind of kind of in that realm uh, in, in in their trajectory. I mean, Vegas says this is a borderline coin flip. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I think Jet well they think Oregon this-
0: State's a better team. Remember, this is in Tucson right, and they their favor. Right. So on a neutral field, Oregon State's favored by around a rounded touchdown. But still, it is telling of how they how competitive they feel this matchup can be.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I've seen it within a field goal. Uh, I've seen it as low as two and a half points. So, I, I mean, that's one play that decides this game. Um, that is kind of the textbook definition of, of coin flippy in, in my opinion. So Jed Fish, I, I think astute hire by Arizona, not flashy, but has certainly panned out. Um, the coordinator hires have worked very well for them. The defense taking a step forward, I know we're going to talk mashups later, big but I think step. the defense state, the defense taking a step forward is absolutely the catalyst um, for them progressing in their development as a program.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm with you there. A lot of big matchups in this game team wide and with individual players that you have got to know. You've got to know about the Jace case as well because it's a very wild, crazy, unpredictable world out there. And the inability to get medications in a timely manner with supply chain shortages is not something you want to have on your mind. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-ons. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. If you want to get your own Jace case, you can. You can also buy a gift card for your family or loved ones so that they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to JaceMedical.com, enter promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jase to get your Jace case to day this episode also brought to you by Fandle who as we we're talking about Carter think that this is going to be a competitive game now sports books notoriously Carter like to mm, make money that's kind of where they're at so they want people to put the money on 50% of one or 50% of it on one bet and 50% on on the other here if you like Arizona at home coming off the buy as as Carter might You can go bet all that at FanDuel right now because the line is sitting in that three, three and a half range. Look, I would advise you to go get over a field goal. That's what a gambling sharp would tell you. I am definitely not that, but I can still try my luck at FanDuel, which is America's number one Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. There's no better time to get in on the action at FanDuel. Spreads, player props, over unders, and more. They've got it all. Visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okie dokie. Let's get into this matchup. Let's dive deep. Carter into Oregon state in Arizona, start with a couple of big picture team stats and trends that I think are crucial on both sides of the ball. One thing that has allowed Arizona to take a step forward. Yes. The defensive improvement is notable. I think almost as important for them is that they have gotten production out of their quarterback position. Jaden Delora turned the ball over a lot, but was productive while he was healthy. I am. I'm of the belief that you got to start no Fafita, no matter what, We'll see what happens on Saturday night in Tucson. Fafita has been excellent, over 300 in each of his last couple of games with, uh, with five touchdowns and one interception. He has done really well. But their ability to run the football, Carter, it was on full display against Washington State. Jonah Coleman is probably the most underrated running back in the Pac-12. Plenty of talk about the preseason first team guys who are living up to the hype. Damian Martinez, Bucky Irving. You look at JaQuindon Jackson and now Sioni Vaki at Utah and the way he's running the football for, for the Utes. Carson Steele at UCLA, a lot of good backs. Jonah Coleman is the most underrated of all of them. He is not the only guy that's run the ball with success, but Arizona has just flipped the ground game on its head. They are winning the rushing attack this year by an average of 70 yards per contest and in a game against Oregon State, which features a team that wants to run the football a lot, That is just going to be such a big number for both of these teams when it comes to a close after four quarters or maybe more.
1: And that should scare you if you're an Oregon State fan because the Beavers have not been as stout against the run this year as they were last year. Uh, It's an area that Jonathan Smith said they worked to address during the bye week, uh, obviously getting an extra week of preparation for a game that that feels trappy, uh, maybe not even trappy, maybe, you know, a, a little bit of a, a, a big game vibe to this. Um, I, I think that could go a long way, but yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, what Arizona has been able to do offensively with that combination of Noah Fafita through the air and then that running game that is, I mean, Arizona's played good offense under Jet Fish. It's been the defense that has been the issue. Um, so I guess it shouldn't come as a huge surprise that they're having success there. But uh, I, I do think that's an area that, could cause problems against an Oregon State team that defensively, like I said, is, uh, I don't want to say struggling against the run. It's still good against the run. It's just
0: not as good as it was last year. Last year, just for context, Arizona ran for 144 yards a game, allowed 209 yards per game on the ground. This year, they're running for 20 more yards per game at 164, and they are allowing 96 <laughs> Per contest on the ground, that that's a drop, Carter of 115 yards or so per game on the ground. That is a massive shift. The coaching staff deserves credit. They've brought in personnel who are helping them get to that s- sort of place. You know, I, I thought that the Justin Flow addition from from Oregon was a nice one. You know, he he's not the guy that Duck fans thought he'd be when when he was recruited out of high school. Still a capable stopper of the run. And that has proved to be the case. He's the third leading tackler on this Arizona team. He's had an 11-tackle performance on the season. I don't think he's, you know, post-injury ever been the same as he was when he was a senior in high school. But he still has really good, solid power five linebacker traits, and he can make big plays, and he is very physical in there. And really, that's the thing that stands out to me about this Arizona defense. They are a physical football team. You are not going to go in there and readily and availably push them around. Justin Flo has been exactly what I thought he would be at Arizona. And it's
1: the player that he wasn't at Oregon, frankly. You know, he he didn't reach his potential there, transferred to Arizona, got a fresh start. And, you know, I I think he's showing why he was such a highly touted recruit. He was a blue chipper. Um, at least a four-star, if not a five-star, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, um, he,
0: was, he was easily a five-star. He's, he's yeah. Oregon's second-highest-rated recruit of all time behind Kayvon Thibodeau. So there you go. I mean, it, it,
1: in the same vein that, you know, DJ Uyunglele transfers to Oregon State, a former five-star guy, and, you know, starts to, to kind of show why he was so highly regarded. That's what Justin Flo is doing at Arizona, and he's not the only one on that defense that is really prolific at, at, at stopping the run. Uh, Jacob Manu is, I think, one of the more disruptive linebackers in the conference who, you know, you might not have heard his name, but you're going to hear it on Saturday. If you're an Oregon State fan, he's got six tackles for the three and a half sacks, an additional five quarterback hurries uh, alongside Justin Flo. So that tandem there at linebackers is, is pretty dominant. Um, and then if you go to the secondary, I think this is where Arizona might have taken the biggest or or maybe the most impactful step forward. In the defensive backfield, Ephesians Prysock is having the breakout year. that
0: Great name, elite name, top shelf, just top shelf name right there. Ephesians, say it, say it again, Carter. Ephesians Prysock. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an
1: elite name. Uh, it's, elite. it's an up-and-coming player uh, who is making a, a very significant impact in the back end of that defense that was extremely leaky last year, uh, not so much this year. And so I think when you look at a defense at Arizona that is more well-rounded than it has been in years past and is just flat-out better in every level than it has been in years past, um, that is cause for concern for an Oregon State team that plays complementary offense, using the run game to set up the pass game. If you can't get one of those things going against Arizona, I I think that's where this game starts to get into the dangerous zone for the Beavers.
0: I I agree, and... You know Oregon State's offense at its best with DJ at the helm is balanced. We have seen that. When DJs had to go to the air a lot, Washington State, it's not what they want to do. It's not what DJ is best at. It's not why I thought he could have success at Oregon State this season. It was all about the run game. And I think that Arizona's stout run defense, this is going to be a great test for them because USC, for whatever reason, despite being a good rushing team, um, doesn't run the football. Why? Nobody but Lincoln Riley knows. And when you look at Mississippi State, that's not a fantastic offense. When you look at Washington, they don't run the ball a ton. So people have been trying to throw on Arizona a lot. Oregon State is not going to come out and say, "Hey, let's let's abandon the run. Let's let's give it to Damian Martinez and Deshaun like, eh, Eight carries a piece. Let's, let's let's come out and just throw it forty to forty-five times." They're not going to do that. But if they're unable to run the ball successfully, like, I, I think that's the biggest matchup in the game because DJ, especially on the road, I know he had the great road game against Cal. I think this is a lot closer to the Washington state game than it is the Cal game for the Beavs offensively. And for DJU, if Oregon state is not able to run the football and allow him to be a complimentary quarterback, that is a big, big problem for, for Jonathan Smith and company. I think that it's a great matchup. This is the best offensive line that, that Arizona has faced so far. It's the best running game that they've faced so far. And it's going to be a real challenge for that team to show that, you know, the 96 yards a game that they've allowed to this point, that they're worthy of, of that particular statistic. And Oregon State, likewise, like it's that, that, that's kind of a best on best. Right. What, is, what does Arizona do well defensively? Stop the run. What does Oregon State do well offensively? They stop the run. I think that's the biggest kind of team concept or stat that defines who wins the football game.
1: And I think there is reason to believe that Oregon State can find modest, to good, or even great success against Arizona's defense. Because when you look at the teams that Arizona's had success against, USC and Washington come to mind. Um, USC's offensive line has not lived up to expectations. They have no running game. So, you know, that's well, they have one. they're actually effective, but like I said, they're just not doing it, which I right. don't get at all. Right. Um, it's, it's the Caleb Williams show. And, and that's a conversation for another day. What's what's going on at USC? But um, we saw Washington's offensive line struggle against Arizona State. So, like, I, I guess you can have questions there about you know, what that matchup looks like. I think, like you said, Oregon State has the best offensive line that this team has seen. And when you're talking about a team that finds a ton of success in the trenches and is potent uh, in, in run defense, if they're going up against a, a tougher test, you know, I think it's fair to say that Oregon State will find uh, more success and be more efficient on the ground than some of the other teams that, uh, that Arizona has, has put a scare into or beaten outright. Um, I, I do agree with you, though. This cannot be a DJ Uyunglele show type of game. Um, he played phenomenally against Cal. I, th- I think he's playing some of the best football of his career at the moment. Uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 over his last couple of games. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country for the season. But you can't rely on his arm and his arm alone in a road game against you know an average to good defense um he's he's proven that in his career um but i do think the way he's playing you have a lot more confidence in his ability to carry the team if it gets to that point Uh, but that's not the path to that's not the path to oregon state winning by more than a score Uh, they they can win relying on dj but i think it would be
0: harry i think it would be a, a really tough thing to do especially On the road, and we have to flip sides of the ball here and talk about the Beavers' defense and Arizona's offense. We also have to get to talking about eBay Motors because, gosh, are they great? Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophies, also what keeps your ride or die. Alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or diet. Mine is uh, so named the Red Rocket. It's out in the garage out there, and I would do anything for it. And eBay Motors has got anything for it. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with eBay motors. You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive with eBay motors, eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions do apply. So let's talk Oregon state defense here, Carter against the Arizona offense. I mentioned Jonah Coleman, most underrated running back. In the Pac-12, I do not know what we're going to see at the quarterback position. I would go with Noah Fafita no matter what. I don't think you want to break the mojo of the offense and the locker room with the way Fafita has led this team. Over the last three weeks, he has been really, really good. I look at their weapons and say, I mean, that's as that's as dynamic of a wide receiver tandem as you've got in, in, in the entire Pac-12. You know, you should really look at Roman Dunze and Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk and say, okay, that's the best receiving core in the country. But USC's receiving core suddenly doesn't look, you know, as hot as they once did. Still very good, but right up there, Tetero McMillan, Jacob Cowing, you separate, you supplement with McLaughlin, the, the the tight end. Like it's a real offense with good weapons. And if Fafita has time, he's shown he's going to get those guys the football. Going up against an Oregon State
1: secondary that uh, that that dealt with some injuries before the bye week. Uh, Ryan Cooper Jr. I, I believe Jonathan Smith said, it's questionable this week. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, they, they were pretty thin at, at corner. And I think if you're going up against a guy like Tetro and McMillan or uh, Jacob Cowing, who you know I, I think we hail as one of the best receivers in the conference and highly underrated at the national level as
0: well. Um, you know, T-Mac has actually statistically been better than him this year. Cowing has yeah. more touchdowns but T-Mac has more yard. T-Mac is an NFL dude. He's built out his frame. He was really thin when he got to Tucson as the highest rated recruit in program history. That is a number one wide receiver right there. A real, Fish. real good one. Yeah, it's, it's true. And Arizona
1: really hasn't dropped off uh, post-Dorian Singer. So you got to give that room a ton of credit and you got to give Noah Fafita a ton of credit. I'm with you. I, I think you have to start him if you're Jed Fish. Um, m- my pick of, of going with, with the Wildcats here by a field goal is reliant upon Noah Fafita being in the lineup. I think Oregon state wins um, substantially more of the time. If Jaden Delora is under center for Arizona, Uh, he's just too much of a gunslinger Uh, against Oregon state. You have to be perfect uh, to to win against the Beavers because they will make you pay for your turnovers. Uh, This is a defense that can and will take the ball away. And with a guy like Jaden Delora who back there, who, you know, can throw a touchdown anytime he winds up to throw or can throw an interception anytime he winds up to throw. I don't think that's a recipe for success against Oregon State. Um, So go with Noah Fafita, who has been the difference maker for you. I I mean, there's a reason uh, there's a, you know, we can go correlation versus causation here, but Arizona has played much better against much better competition in the last few weeks. And the thing that, uh, that kind of coincides with that is Noah Fafita taking over the quarterback duties. So, yeah.
0: And, and, and by the way, if Fafita is playing or if Delora protects the football against Mississippi state, they win. And I think Arizona is a ranked football team right now. Like if they win any one of those one possession games, they're five and two. And I think almost certainly inside the, the top 25. One thing I want to ask you about is the Oregon state defense. Cause so far away from research stadium, it's been a little bit more than just a struggle. Against Cal and Washington State, they're allowing 39.5 points a game, 38 against the Cougs, 40 against the California Golden Bears and Fernando Mendoza. Nobody saw that one coming, but that, that, that's what happened there. How much does that concern you going into what is going to be a rowdy environment in Tucson? It should be an awesome one. It does concern me. I mean, Arizona scored
1: 40 plus points. How many? How many of the last weeks? I mean, I know they didn't get there against Washington, but they got there against USC and Washington State. Both of those games on the road. I know two they, in a
0: row, two 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 games in a row right. on the road, scoring over 40 points. And I know USC's
1: defense is is frankly horrific. And you know Washington State, for whatever reason, just didn't have it on that day. But I mean. Those are two tough environments. I don't care who you're going up against. You're playing at the Coliseum and on the Palouse. Like, It's not easy to win in either of those places, and they did so scoring 44 points. Um, I mean, Washington State's defense is is nothing to scoff at. That's a good defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it is concerning. Oregon State's defense, uh, again, hasn't been as dominant as it was last year and certainly on the road. I, I mean, it's been good at, at Reser, but – on the road that the struggles, as you noted, um, I just don't know if you can have a ton of trust in their ability to go out here and put together a a flawless game like they have at research, particularly with the way that uh, they got carved up by what was at the time, a third string quarterback at Cal and Fernando Mendoza, Um, you know, maybe they weren't preparing for him. I I don't know, but
0: I mean, that should give you some pause. Yeah, I, I agree. And, And it's why at this point in time, until Oregon State fans in the comments section, maybe, or in my Twitter mentions at smalls underscore fifty-five DMs and mentions are always open. Until you change my mind, I lean towards Arizona here. I thought so before the season. I got pushback from some, a couple friends of mine. I won't name names. I don't need to out anybody here on the show, but you know who you are out there. About saying, hey, I think Arizona might win this game. I was mocked, ridiculed, called blasphemous. Those same people were texting me earlier this week. And saying, I'm really nervous about this football game. And I was like, hmm, hmm. I'm trying to warn you. Uh fascinating thing, I just want to wrap up real quick on, on Arizona here. Oregon State this week. UCLA next week at home. Then they go at Colorado. Host Utah at Arizona State. My preseason record prediction for them was seven and five. Look, one, two, three, four, five games left. They're not going five and oh. They're not going to end the year. Nine and three, I think seven and five is attainable. Is it out of the realm of possibility with the way they have played and what they've shown to think they could go eight and four? Is that is that ridiculous?
1: No, because they'll beat Colorado. Um, they're a better team than Colorado. They're a better team than Arizona State. I know that game's in Tempe, but um, those are two extremely extremely winnable games. And I think at this point in the Jedfish Fish era, games that you expect to win. Um, then it just comes down to you know getting one of uh or one or two of Oregon State, UCLA, and Utah. I think one is reasonable. I don't know if
0: they get two or three, but I mean, yeah, th- you have them all at bit. home though. You got your easiest, you, you got your easier opponents on the road and your tougher opponents at home. They beat UCLA last year. UCLA's defense is better, UCLA's offense is worse. I don't know what Utah's situation is is going to be. I mean, with the way they're going, they'll be playing a walk on a quarterback by the time that game rolls around, and they <laughs> the might way... still beat Oregon. <laughs> and they could, yeah, and they could still beat Oregon. They could still beat Utah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just fascinating situation there with uh, Arizona. Going to be a really really fun game at Arizona Stadium. Happy for the Wildcats to have a game of this sort of magnitude. Really feels like a big one. Really feels like a big one for uh, for Arizona and Oregon State both. Who, as we mentioned earlier. The are playing for their Pac-12 championship game and college football playoff hopes. Carter Baines, beaverblitz.com, 24-7 sports. Carter, appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate everyone listening. I will see you next time. And until then, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.